If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply feel discouraged or even defeated, and if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then the Zen Success Show is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa Sims. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Angie Patterson. Angie is the award-winning author of Making Photography Easy and Fun and creator of an upcoming online course, 37 Ways to Improve Your Photos in Minutes. Boy, that's exciting. Everyone could benefit from that. Her photos have been featured on websites, calendars, and exhibitions and created as murals. Angie is passionate about teaching aspiring photographers how to use their cameras confidently and have fun taking photos they are proud of. Angie and her camera love to visit the Canadian Rockies. She spends time on her acreage taking photos of nature, birds, wildlife, and using her John Deere tractor. Woohoo! Welcome, Angie. <laughs> Thank you, Carissa. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Yeah, it's great. And what do you have behind you? Is that one of your pictures? It is. This is Peyto Lake in the Canadian Rockies. Oh, that is stunning. The water looks turquoise. Yes. When you get into those mountains, it's an incredible color. And, and you're right about that. It is a turquoise. Wow. Is it clear, the lake water? Yes, often it's very clear, cold and clear. Oh, wow. Right. Boy, refreshing. I'm, I'm sure it's like therapeutic too. It is. Very, yes. <laughs> How did you begin your photography journey? Well, when I was seven, my granny gave me a camera. Uh, the model was called Snappy, which I thought was kind of funny. So Snappy Camera. Uh, and I think sometimes that, you know, maybe granny was on to something that I hadn't yet realized, but I absolutely loved that camera taking photos. Uh, so photography kind of followed me, went with me through my life, you know, raising children, going on vacations. And then about 20 years ago, I purchased what I would call my first good camera and headed off to the Canadian Rockies on a photography workshop. And uh, that was just kind of the beginning of the journey from there. Yeah, amazing. Well, what's your philosophy about people and pictures? Do you believe anyone can be a photographer or do you feel there is a certain person who might have more of an artistic eye or vision or do you feel like it could be developed? I think anyone can become a photographer and I I think that that's an, an interesting question you ask, because I know people that I feel uh, if I was to kind of analyze them, I would say, yeah, that I feel like they were just born with that creative side of them. Yeah. And uh, my journey, I think, has been more that I've developed it along the way. You know, I've, I've had the, uh, the uh, passion for photography for a long time, but I still 
uh, took the time and realized that I, I could benefit from taking the time of learning photography skills, camera skills, and just learning to see my world in a different way and in ways that speak to my heart. Uh, and so that's what I would suggest for other people too, is just let your intuition and your heart speak to you as you develop your love for photography. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, and I don't know if this is true of me, maybe some artists, but my stepdad is an amazing photographer and he doesn't do it for money, but he does share his pictures. We, I grew up in Alaska, so it's maybe similar to Canadian Rockies, you know, nice. as far as the brilliance. But I mean, people have come to him like, let me license your pictures, but he pushes it away because he feels like, oh, this is just a hobby. I don't want to get paid for that. What do you think about people who have that philosophy that are really talented? Hmm. Well, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, there would be, uh, I feel perhaps a number of artists or photographers that would welcome that kind of an approach. <laughs> yeah, right. They'd like the attention. They'd say, okay, fine, let's let's do this. Yeah. I mean, the airport in Anchorage wanted to buy his art and like put it up and stuff. My goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, and I think the flip side of that is, you know, obviously there's something in in the photography for him that just meets what speaks to his heart and how he wants wants to approach it that, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I just want to do it for the pleasure of it. And yeah. I, you know, I don't necessarily need to go uh, any, any further or, you know, bigger or broader with it. Yeah. So you were talking about intuition and listening to your heart and that's how you can improve your photo experience. How, how much does that come into play? You know, in the beginning, I would say for me, not as much, but as I developed my photography skills and became a better photographer, you know, and I'll head out, for example, somewhere and think, oh, you know, today's a great morning for photography. Maybe I'll go and um, catch a sunrise photo shoot, see what's happening out in nature. And then it, it's almost like I'll ask myself the question about, you know, what, which way shall I go? You know, so if I have a, you know, a destination in mind. Um, you know, there's a nearby lake I like to go to for sunrise photos, but I will ask myself, like, hmm, you know, which route am I going to take today? Am I going to turn down this road or that road to get there? Uh, so those kind of things. And I find that sometimes along the way, I won't necessarily come across something that I will stop and photo. And other times I may miss the sunrise shoot because just something magical and unexpected has come across my path along the way. Oh, that's really neat. What do you think about graphic overlays, filters, or altering photography? Do you believe in that? And do you do that yourself? Do you have skills in graphic design? My skills are definitely limited in that. So um, I would probably just say no. Yeah, <laughs> I <yeah>. don't. <laughs> you keep your um, photography as is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the beginning, I was, you know, early on, I, I was very um, staunch about that. I mean, I, I wouldn't even crop a photo. You know, now I've I've kind of relaxed that a little bit. Um, and I think, you know, my goal is always to get it kind of right as best as I can in the camera. 
but there will be times where I think, you know, what if I can just tweak this, this photo a little bit with just a, a minor um, crop or perhaps some light editing. Uh, however, you know, that being said, I would like to develop my editing skills because I, I would like to delve into the more creative side of things as well. So that could be, you know, um, develop uh, creating compositions, for example, you know, uh, two or three photos together. Oh, and just doing something a little more artistic. <clears throat> That's just experimenting fun. with that. See what happens. Yeah. So that might be in the future. It might. For that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It sounds, it sounds really cool, actually. Um, well, what influenced you to write Making Photography Easy and Fun and create the online course? I think the main influence was uh, after I began teaching photography classes for a while and also in my own journey is I would say, even though this is the title of the book, Making Photography Easy and Fun, there are definitely times when it is not. Right? It, it's not easy. Uh, you know, figuring out the buttons and dials of the camera. And it, it's not always fun, you know, when things uh, don't work out, you know, you, you're not sure about. And so I, I wrote the book in such a way that I would, would like it to serve aspiring photographers and help them make it easy and fun. So it's laid out where, you know, this is what some of these common buttons and dials do, some essential photography tips, like some composition tips and lighting tips, and help them save time so that they're not necessarily needing to be all over the internet or scouring different books and, and pulling in different pieces, attempting to put the puzzle pieces together. Um, you know, I've done that and, and been there. <laughs> and so that was the goal behind the book. And, and in teaching, it was taking some common questions that students would always present and putting those into the book just to help make it easier for people. Yeah, that's great. Do you feel the photography industry in general has changed since the cameras on iPhones and other phones become um, pretty good quality? And do you find that people aren't buying as much professional cameras and just using their phone? Like, how do you feel like things have shifted? I would feel that they have shifted somewhat. I think cameras are still extremely popular. And some of the comments, you know, I'm, I'm hearing just in speaking with people about this is that, um, you know, one story that was shared with me was a, a, a dad whose daughter and son-in-law, you know, went to Alaska on their honeymoon um, a few years ago. And their comment was, you know, we really wish we had taken a camera with us. And like a nicer camera. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, sometimes you can get into uh, the quality, quality level. You know, do you have the quality and the resolution you need it? For example, if you're using your photos for business or you, you need some high end resolution, top quality images. And, you know, not everyone may agree with me on this one. But what I find fascinating is I, I will reach for, for my phone sometimes for photos it's usually if I'm just wanting to document something, but I find there's something different energetically pressing the shutter button oh. on my phone to the shutter button on my camera. Yeah, because there's a little feedback. Do you hear a click or you push a little bit harder? 
Yes, when you're pressing the shutter button on the camera, you hear a click <laughs> and it just, it feels different. It sounds different. And I find it's a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Also, <laughs> excuse me, maybe the lenses, there's, there's also different types of lenses too, um, that can really improve your photography, right? Yes. Uh, so for example, I, I love bird photography. That was one of my passions that developed over time. And uh, so I need a, a nice big lens, you know, capable zoom lens for that kind of photography. I am definitely, for example, not whipping out my phone for a bird photo, uh, you know, unless it's really close to me, for example. And when I, I attended my first workshop this 20 years or so ago, the topic was on photographing mountain wildflowers. And at that point, I didn't believe I was interested in photographing mountain wildflowers. But, you know, I had this new camera. I love going to the mountains. But that led to my purchase of a, a macro lens for close-up and more photogra flower photography. And then I got into, you know, wanting to follow bees around on the flowers and look for insects and and things like that. So it's fun to have a wide range of lenses for different uses for people and some nice um, kind of multiple use in one lens as well. There's so many choices. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, my husband is a director of photography, so he's more on the filming side of things, but they've asked him sometimes to take pictures as well. It's interesting. So he does know a little bit about uh, composition and lenses and everything. And and actually, because my stepdad's a photographer, he gave us his old camera because my stepdad has to have like the latest and greatest, you know. <laughs> yes, I do know. <laughs> yeah, you do know. Okay. It, it's camera. so fun. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. I mean, what's the what's the most expensive camera you can buy? Oh, you know, Carissa, I have not actually been asked that question before. That, that's <laughs> that's a very okay. How about one. how about like that you've seen or that you've bought? Okay, well, I I can tell you this. I have one on my wish list. That's nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars Canadian. Oh wow, nine nine nine. I like all the same numbers. That's amazing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, just to give people an idea of like a really good camera. I was going to say like 7,000 US. So oh, I'm not yeah. sure what the Canadian to US uh, ratio is right now. It wouldn't be that far out, I don't think. But, yeah. You know, um, for people that are just wanting to to begin with a camera as well, you know, there are some great package deals that you can buy, um, you know, in stores or online where you can end up with a camera, maybe a couple of lenses, a memory card, maybe a camera case, and you can you can begin with just a few hundred dollars investment. Oh, that's great. That's great. So how would a beginner photographer benefit from your book and online course? My intention is that it gives them a place to begin. And so, you know, you for some people, I'm finding that, you know, the buttons and dials are very intimidating. So the cameras tend to stay in the camera bag and the book, the book and the course um, are designed so that a person can start at the beginning, which it literally is. Here's how you put your 
batteries into your camera. Here's how you format your memory card and prepare your memory card for use in your camera. Going through your quality settings, why you would want to know and check your quality settings on your camera, and then how to do that. It's supported with, with example photos. And if a person is thinking, well, I've already done that, then they can jump, for example, to the middle of the book or move to the course, or if they want to begin with, I just want to know some composition tips so I can go out and play with my camera, and then I'm going to come back and deal with that more technical information, such as checking my quality setting, for example. It's structured in a way they can go through it as, as if I'm standing there teaching them in person or sitting over, uh, you know, having a cup of coffee and guiding them through the steps of, if you do this, you can end up with this. Mm. you know or sometimes it's don't do this <laughs> so that you don't end up with this you know so it's problem solving along the way as well as helping them work through uh, exercises so they can experience hands-on as they're going through the book and the course to go off and take some photos look at their results and then carry on so it's, it's designed as like a hands-on learning oh that's great and do you have kids? I, I thought I heard you say you had kids. Yes, they're they're all adults now. So uh, now it's under photo photographing and uh, playing with my camera too with my grandchildren. Oh, with your grandkids, that's great. Yeah. When um when they were growing up, were you taking pictures? I was, you know, and that brings up an interesting thought for me with that question, Carissa, because I was using um an just an automatic camera, have my camera on automatic. Yeah. But I use that as I improve my skills, I would go back and look at the photos that I took years ago. And I would see, for example, or observe, how many of those photos did I have them or my subject smack in the middle? How, how many times did I have all this clutter around that did nothing to enhance the story, uh, right? And at that point, it it really didn't matter, right? I wasn't even thinking about that. But as I, I went back and looked at those photos, it's like, okay, well, now I maybe could have offset them to, to one side or in a different position. And I could have cleared away some of the background or moved them into a different location for an, a nicer, cleaner photos. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And and speaking to that, like what you've learned, what have you learned from the challenges along the way? Uh, get help. <laughs> yeah, and, um, that's good and keep going. You know, just if it's something that speaks to you, whether it's photography or anything else, I think is just Keep going, you know, have the belief in oneself and positive self-talk. And I think as photographers, sometimes we may get caught up in comparing our work or our photos to someone else's. And I think it's, you just look at it from a learning perspective rather than, well, so-and-so I think looks like they have better photos than me. So, you know, why am I bothering? Or if it's challenging, will I ever get to a level I want to. And a long time ago, so I, I cannot even give credit to who I heard this from because I don't remember. It was in a workshop. Might have been um, Bob Proctor. I know you're familiar with Bob Proctor, but it was surround yourself with people who are already where you want to be. Oh. Okay. 
And I went to a photography workshop one year in the, the Rocky Mountains. There were five professional photographers teaching. And I shared that with the instructor because that was one of the reasons I went. I, I wanted to be around their energy and around their skill and just be uplifted with it and learn from the workshop at the same time. Like it was really a lot of fun. Yeah, that's amazing. Good for you. It takes a little bravery getting outside your comfort zone too, right? <laughs> that it does. I have been out of my comfort zone a number of times. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any blooper stories to encourage aspiring, enthusiastic photographers? I do, Chris. And sometimes I think maybe that will be a book one day. Oh, you got to do it. You got to. That's your next one. Come on. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I have I have several, uh, but I, I will share one that will also I will offer your your listeners a photo tip or a photography tip. Okay. Uh, I was out photographing one morning and this beautiful sunrise light. And I, I found these Canada geese. It was early in the spring. So it's always exciting when they come back and the snow goes. Found these Canada geese and they are just in the water in this ditch. And they've got all this beautiful sun shining on them and the water is splashing. I mean, and for a photographer, like it was just so much fun. So I'm taking taking photos and I looked on my, my LCD screen on the back for a quick check. And, you know, it's like, oh, this looks great. Took a few more. And then all of a sudden, I saw this little message pop across my screen that said, no memory card. And yeah, <laughs> it's like, Oops, oh, that's no. my husband's worst nightmare. <laughs> yes. And so sure enough, I I had no memory card in the camera. So I, I'd been uploading photos to my computer and I uh, didn't have a spare then. I now have several spares. But what I do now is when I come home and take a memory card out of my camera, I turn my camera on its side in the camera bag. So I know that if I go to zip up my camera bag and my camera is on its side, either I need to check that I put a spare card in or I've taken the card out of the computer and I've put it back in the camera. But I think the one I will not probably ever live down is I was assigned a simple task of meeting some family at the river it was a big deal. Uh, was a um, river raft trip and my only job was to take <clears throat> photos of the family members as they uh, came around the corner in this river onto the shore so I was there literally an hour and a half ahead of time set up my camera had my tripod I had everything I was ready and then I saw a butterfly <laughs> and <laughs> so then I started taking butterfly photos and you know how um, when you get into the zone you're just not really aware of what's going yeah. on around you. Well, I suddenly became aware that I was hearing this noise, like scraping gravel and people walking on the rocks and things. And I looked over and I had missed the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had butterfly photos and I didn't even have a good composition. <laughs> and this was I don't know, like 15 or 18 years ago, but I missed the landing of the river trip completely um you know I've had a flash that hasn't gone off I've had a shutter button that didn't work oh wow <laughs> I've had dead batteries um yeah it's just it's it's you know it's one thing if I'm taking photos of geese uh you know it's you just go look for more geese the next day yeah. but you know when when people photos are involved it's just a whole different stress level of um, trying to make sure, sure those things are taken care of 
Do you get hired as a photographer now? I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I work in the summer. At, uh, we have a, a local horse racing track, so I take sports photos oh, there. Cool. And I, I work with a local company uh, for some sports photos and uh, school photos and then different events have helped with fundraisers. And uh, yeah, just things like that. Yeah. And that's, and that's your own business, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. So how did you transition from a workshop participant to a published author 10 years later? Wow. You know, and it's, as I'm sure you've heard and maybe said yourself, it's one of those things. If someone would say to you, you know, 10 years down the road, you will be doing this. It's like, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and that's, it was the journey, I think, from the photography, uh, my very first workshop. And this is what I would suggest to people is when you pick up that camera for the first time, whether it's a camera or a paintbrush, you know, where you, you begin to write a book, you may not know where it's going to lead. You know, I had no idea that that first workshop would eventually lead to me teaching, having the confidence to teach photography classes and from those classes, take the common questions, frustrations, and insights that my students had and turn that into a book. Yeah, that's amazing. You just never know the purpose of things. And how did you get Jack Canfield to endorse your book? That's pretty incredible. Yes. Yeah, so, so our our buddy Steve Harrison, right? You were at the the summit. Yeah. Summit. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you experience Carissa, where sometimes you may be on your computer and it appears that it's a coincidence, but is it really that something will flash across your screen? Mm. So in this case, I was just, I might even have been working on my photos and suddenly it's somewhere a Steve Harrison, Jack Canfield video came up and I thought, oh, well, that, that's probably going to be interesting. No, yeah. listen to that. So that led me to discovering that there's um, that Jack was doing a retreat. <gasps> you uh, went to his retreat. Yeah, so, so I, so I, it was, it was online at that time. But yes, I was uh, privileged enough that there was room, and I signed up and joined him for the his two day retreat. So he, um, there were a few of us. I think there were seventeen of us as authors, and we each had the opportunity to send him our books. Or manuscripts and receive a, a review and comments and um, feedback and that so that's how I got to meet Jack that's and it was wonderful he, yeah yes and, and he's amazing he, he's just such an incredible person yeah he is he's really interesting I'm doing a course with him right now on abundance he's leading mm -hmm. the course and I'm a participant so awesome. um yeah yeah it's great so I bet it is it is so how is being out in nature with a camera beneficial first of all it gets 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 me or anyone who loves to be out in nature it gets us out into nature you know it's, nature is such a peaceful place i find you know it's a way to kind of decompress and just really become one with our surroundings and to have fun um you know just be in the sounds of nature mentally refreshing and mentally calming and i find that 
uh, and I'm sure a lot of artists, creatives, um, you know, anyone that is doing something that you're passionate about and you get in the zone, it's like the rest of the world just doesn't even exist, right? You are just so in it. <laughs> it It's an incredible feeling. Yeah. And it's rejuvenating. I find very rejuvenating. Yeah. Amazing. So I guess this goes into the next question. How does photography bring joy into your life and others? What brings joy into my life just by being out in nature, being able to just play with my camera, have fun and improve my skills. But it brings me joy in being able to share that with the world and people that enjoy looking at my photos, you know, whether I'm sharing them on social media, whether they're purchasing them as, you know, as a product or, you know, a card or a calendar, or just seeing them on my website. But it brings me the joy to think, what if I can also introduce someone to, for example, if I have a photo of, say, a, um, a ladybug, you know, crawling along the ground somewhere. I or on love a that. You know, yeah. kind of the world at your feet is kind of how I think about that. Oh. You know, it's, so it's it's sharing images and photos with people that where they may not necessarily see something like this, like that, you know, ladybug on the end of a petal. And maybe it will just it will just bring some joy to someone's life to be able to to just look at that and, and bring back childhood memories. You know, I've had people share with me. Um, stories, you know, just seeing one of my sunflower photos and sharing stories about when they were children and, you know, grandma grew sunflowers, for example, you know, it's a trip down memory lane. Beautiful. That's amazing. What is Zen success to you? Wow. That is an intriguing question. Mm -hmm. Zen success. Do you know I what I mean by, you know what I mean by Zen? Yes, but you know, I'm going to ask you if you'll just, I, I have a, a good idea, but I'm just going to ask you if you'll clarify that. I have a sense of how I'm going to answer, but would you, would you sure. give me your interpretation of that first? Oh, sure. Um, well, I'll just give you the tagline for the show is move from force to flow. Right, right. Wow. Then I will just say, you know, just, I mean, that is just so apt. It's like, I'm pausing because you've given me just this mental image, you know, Bob Proctor says, right. We think in pictures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's taking me to thinking of, you know, forcing photography versus allowing mm. our subjects to come to us. Yeah. And I, and I think it's all then about that, just allowing and just letting things develop and unfold. And even if a person is on a photo shoot, you know, and you're not sure which direction it's going to go, you just keep going with it and just see what is going to unfold. And it might be, well, let's allow something different over here to happen or look at something differently and just be be open to what may come into the space. But I, yeah. I love that, the, the, the allowing versus the forcing. Oh, wonderful. Well, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and hearing about your book, Making Photography Easy and Fun. And I'll put your website and how to buy it in the show notes. So thanks for being on my show today, Angie. You are very welcome, Carissa. It's my pleasure. And thank you very much. I'm honored to be on your show.
That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows. Zen Success is also available on the radio in select markets through amfm247.com. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. Be sure to head on over to zensuccessshow.com to help you on your Zen Success journey. And join us on the next episode. May you find your own Zen Success in life.